You are listening to How Does She Do It? Episode 50. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? A podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 49th time listening, welcome back. It has been two amazing years since I started this podcast and 50 episodes later, I have seen comments and feedback and growth in this podcast that I could not have imagined. And it is extremely humbling to have been on this journey with you all. Um, you may have heard me say before that I very rarely go back and listen to episodes from the very beginning of this experience because it frightens me to know what I might have sounded like at that point. And, um, but at the same time, what's so awesome about having the opportunity to do so is that I can hear and almost witness the growth in my, in myself as a woman and in myself as a, as a host over the course of this time frame. So if you have not gone back and listened to the earlier episodes, what I will be doing is actually re-releasing some of my favorites as, um, as time goes on. So you don't have to scroll all the way back to the beginning and, um, and reissue kind of some of those things minus some of the, you know, the, I used to make, a, I did just my thoughts used to be more of a current event based type of commentary, but I, I do a little bit less of that now but I still think that some of the, a lot of the, the things that I shared might still be worth hearing. So, um, but before I get too far into that, I just want to mention that if you are interested in viewing the show notes for this week's episode, and you're going to hear soon why that's going to be really important for you to do, please visit HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. You can listen to this show on Apple Podcasts, Acast, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Play, there are so many different ways to listen to podcasts now. I'm also considering putting the audio for the podcast up on my YouTube channel. I bet you many of you did not know I had a YouTube channel because I don't talk about it much because it is on the on the rise, if you will. So if you're interested in that, you'll be able to have links to those as well. But please feel free to contact me and connect with me on social media at Tiff South across all platforms. And that's Tiff with two F's. And if you have a question, comment, topic, suggestion, please feel free to send me an email, Tiffany at how does she do a podcast.com. I'm very grateful for you, very grateful for this platform and grateful for the opportunity to grow with you all and to be a part, have you be a part of my growth and my journey as a woman and, um, and you be, and let you allowing me to be a part of yours when, when you reach out to me and share stories with me. And I look forward to continuing to receiving those. And with that, this week's just my thoughts is a different type of just my thoughts. It is a announcement of the beginning of something really great that I've been working on. Some of you may have heard me mention the work with purpose program that I had been working on a few months ago. And this program is a revisit and a just growth of that program. And it is going to be something so great. I'm so excited about it. I can't for, wait for you to hear more about it. And 
if you're interested, visit com to apply. So this week's Just My Thoughts is dedicated to the How She Elevates coaching experience. Before I get into the announcement, I wanted to share a few things from a conversation that I watched between Bishop T.D. Jakes and Pastor Stephen Furtick. Bishop T.D. Jakes is the pastor of the Potter's House down in Texas. He's also an author, you know, speaker, producer, movie writer, does a whole bunch of things. And Stephen Furtick is the pastor of Elevation Church. And they, their church, you may be familiar with a lot of the songs that his church's choir is, and their kind of music group put out. But anyway, Pastor or Bishop T.D. Jakes just released a book called Soar. And so he and and Pastor Furtick, Stephen Furtick, were talking about this book and just some of the lessons and the highlights from it. And so I'm going to put a link in the show notes. It's a long conversation, but it is one of the most powerful things I have heard in the last several, in it, probably in the last several months. Um, and one of the things that Bishop Jakes talks about is the importance of knowing yourself because when you, and he said that he, he has spent time, he's like, he's dated himself. Basically he knows himself so well in the same way that we spend time getting to know someone that we're interested in. He spent time getting to know himself. And when you spend time getting to know yourself, then you have a better idea and understanding of the seed that God has planted in you and the gifts that you have and the things that make you tick and the things that get you excited. So one takeaway is just to spend time knowing yourself. The other thing that he talked about is to always honor where you are with your best effort. And that really touched home for me because we spend a lot of our time and energy looking at what other people have or thinking about why we don't have this or that we wish if we had this, we would do that. But he talked about how his church was had a hundred less than a hundred members for 10 years. And now he is the pastor of one of the largest churches probably in the country. And he has done, gone on to do so many different things in a lot of business ventures that all sort of relate around ministry and, and, and building up people who are in need and related to their faith and things. But because he was faithful over a little, he was then able to grow and have access and the ability to do much. And so honor where you are with the best effort that you have. And the last thing that I'll mention from the, from the conversation was a phrase that Stephen Furtick mentioned, and he said strategic stumbling. And I'm not sure if that appears in the book, but it was something that really caught my attention because the conversation around it in the, in the conversation that they had was about what happens when you have opportunities presented to you, but you don't necessarily know the direction or the, the ending point of what that opportunity is going to lead to. And so when you're intentional about the steps that you make, when you recognize and pay attention to the opportunities that exist before you, Pastor uh, Bishop T.D. Bishop Jakes talked about how God gives us trees, but he doesn't make chairs. He didn't make furniture. He gives us the tools that we need to do the thing that he's purposed us to do, but he doesn't necessarily give us that end product, right? So think about your opportunities. Um, I'm going to share a link to the video in the show notes, but please take a listen to this conversation. Mm-hmm. 
One of the things that I love to do both through my career in my job and through the work that I do through Four Corners Coaching and my podcast is encourage and empower those who listen to the sound of my voice so graciously every time I put something out. And the reason for that, the reason for my desire to do that kind of work comes from my own journey related to the lessons that I've learned both in my career development, both in my growth as a woman and as someone who believes in Christ. When I started my career as an attorney, I had only imagined having a career as an attorney because it was the only thing I ever thought about. But what I realized is that once I got in that career, that that wasn't necessarily where I was purposed to be. And something about it felt off. It was like putting on a shirt that didn't feel right. Um, It covered me, but it didn't feel right on my skin. So moving forward, I've made career shifts and career directions that have been the result of intention and seeds that have been planted in me to utilize certain gifts. And what I've done is created a coaching program for women called How She Elevates. And this coaching program is dedicated to empowering women to work in their careers with purpose and to live boldly in faith. And in this coaching program, what I hope to be able to do is to help you find that right alignment in your faith and right alignment in your career that helps you grow to that next level. Whether you're interested in shifting directions internally at your company and growing in your role, whether you're interested in leaving your job entirely because you're trying to begin a new career direction and you're trying to, let's say, apply to graduate school or change industries, or if you just want to know how to be bold in who you are and live authentically in your own skin at work as a woman, because a lot of times as women, and particularly as women of color, that's not something that we always feel comfortable doing. But my goal with the How She Elevates program is to be able to help you do that and learn through using principles that are outlined in scripture and through the system that I have developed to help you do just that, to work in your career with purpose and to live boldly in your faith as a whole woman. So if that's something that you're interested in, I encourage you to visit howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. The show notes to this week's episode will include a link to the application to the How She Elevates program. You can also, if you're listening on your podcast app, whichever podcast app that includes the show notes and the episode description, you'll also be able to access the link there. You can always go to Four Corners Coach. And you'll also be able to find information there. Visit me on any of my social media platforms at Tiff South, and you will be able to find the link to the uh, application for the How She Elevates program. I can't wait to have you a part of this program. I cannot wait to share this with you all. And I look forward to, to just helping you grow in your career and grow in your faith and helping you live out the thing that you are purposed and gifted to do. Today, I want to talk about the importance of investing and why you need to invest in your improvement. One of the things that I have come to realize about having faith 
in the Lord and in reading scripture is that faith without works is dead. And many of us, present company included, have gone through phases and times in my life where I would pray and expect God to be like a genie that snaps his fingers and just makes something happen. When in reality, the improvement that we are seeking often requires an investment of something that comes from us. And not to say that that thing that comes from us is not granted or gifted by God, so please hear me there. But many times it is the choices that we make related to our time, our energy, and our resources that impact the way our improvement does or does not happen. So for example, if you are trying to lose weight and improve your diet, your habit, and the way you physically appear, you have to do something to see that thing happen. You have to invest in certain resources, certain things, certain opportunities in order to make that happen. So for example, I mentioned the three types of investments that we might have to make, our time, our energy, and our resources. If you're trying to be and improve your physical appearance as well as your physical health, the time might be that you need to spend less time sitting on the couch and more time working out, walking, exercising, moving around. You may have to spend more energy planning your meals and avoiding things that are fast and easy to get. You may have to use your resources to go to the grocery store and maybe buy more things that are more aligned with this new lifestyle that you say you're seeking, right? This, these improvements that you're trying to make in your life. It's not just the result of, um, you know, sitting on the couch and praying that this change comes about, but you pray that the Lord give you the strength to support these goals and these changes that you are trying to make. You pray that, and I know I may, I pray this prayer that the Lord remove the desire for a cupcake at 10 o'clock at night from my heart. But if I then decide that I'm going to get out of my apartment and go find the cupcakes or ice cream at a certain hour, you know, I have made I have made that choice and that investment to move in the opposite direction of the improvement that I say I'm trying to seek. When I thought about the idea of improvements requiring your investments, a passage of scripture came to mind. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 34. And this is the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And just to give a bit of a context, what's happening right here is that Jesus had just come off the boat and a, it says a great multitude gathered to him. So there was a crowd of people around him. This was not uncommon for when Jesus was somewhere, everybody was like, oh, snap, Jesus is in town. Let's go see what he's up to. Let's go see if we can get blessed, we can get healed. So verse 25 picks up and says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. 
For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the flow of blood, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone from him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? I'm going to stop right there for a second. So let's just unpack what, what this woman is dealing with right now. 12 years she had been dealing with the the affliction that she had and Luke 8 also talks about this story and what he says is that she had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any so Mark talks about how she had suffered many things from many physicians Luke says that she had spent all her livelihood so imagine You've spent 12 years of your life doing something or being a part of something or using your energy and investing your resources for your improvement and have seen no return on your investment. And in fact, she had been grown worse and it could be worse because of the treatment. It could have been worse because it just was the natural progression of the illness that she was suffering from. Either way, she was spending time, energy, resources, and was not made better. But then she heard about Jesus. She invested again. She invested her faith. She invested her hope. She invested her time and her energy to go seek him to get this healing that she had been looking for. And what I think is so awesome about this story is that she had tried other things she had spent her energy doing things that she thought were going to help her and then came back and found the thing that ultimately would give her the kind of healing that she had never even imagined. And so what happened, so further it says, after, so this Jesus just, he had just said, who would touch my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitudes thronging to you and you say, who touched me? So they're just like, Jesus is mad people around you. How can you say that how can you ask who touched you? And he's looked around to see her and to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And I want to read what, what Luke uh, also says about the same piece. It says... Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. So she was now exposed because Jesus was looking for her and she could not hide the improvement that had been made. She could not hide the investment that had been that she had made and that had been made into her that Jesus invested his healing into her. She couldn't hide it anymore. And so she had to even in fear, even trembling and not sure what was about to happen, had to speak up and share the thing that had happened to her. And when I think about the investments that I have made in my life that have not come only because of my time and my energy and resources, but the investment that came as a result of my faith in believing that something was going to come past. And even when I did not even believe or know that certain things could happen in my life, God still (laughs) 
opened doors and made possibilities and made ways and opportunities for me and gave me things that I did not even know and helped and gave me time, energy and resources in times when I did not think that two plus two was going to ever equal four. He made a way and he made a possibility. And when we think about this story of this woman, we have to see that even in her faith, action had to take place. Even in her fear, she could not hide the improvement that had been made in her life. She was no, she could no longer be hidden in the crowd because there was an expectation that she had to tell this thing that had happened to her. She had to confess that her, that her faith that her belief that by touching the hem of Jesus's garment that she would be healed. And in doing so, in speaking and in falling to his feet, in saying that here's what had happened to me and here's what I did because I believed that you could heal me. He said, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Like, what? Like, your faith has made you well. The faith that moved her from hearing about an opportunity, from hearing about his goodness, from hearing about his power that led her to action, to go to see him, to then take another step in faith that if I touch the hem of his garment, he will heal me. I will be healed. Her faith and her action, her faith and her investment, her faith in her improvement and her desire to be improved then resulted in her healing and going in peace. So not only did she get healing, she can now go in peace. And, and, we, and we know that the scripture says a peace that surpasses all understanding, right? These, these are not little things. And so I am, as I'm talking about this more, I feel myself getting super excited, but I'm going to try and rein myself back in here because I started out talking about why you need to invest in your own improvement, why you need to have faith in your own improvement, why you need to use your own time, energy, and resources to move your improvement. This woman who had spent 12 years of her livelihood, she didn't then just sit and say, oh, I've heard about Jesus. I've heard that he is coming. I'm going to now sit here and pray that he heal me. She said, oh, snap, I got to go find him because if I touch him, he's going to heal me. If I seek him out, he is going to bless me. If I seek him, I am going to be changed. And when you seek him, when you seek and invest, when you seek and take action, when you pray and take action, when you believe and take action, that is when change happens in our lives. So I encourage you today to please Please invest in yourself, invest in your own improvement, believe that you have access to a relationship with a God who will heal you, who will improve you, who will move you forward from where you are to where you are purposed to be when you seek him, when you believe, when you take action, when you invest in your own improvement. He is not a genie to be rubbed and sat and just say, okay, Lord, I want you to give me the thing that I asked for. If you're not positioned to be there when he passes you by, if you're not there ready to touch and reach out and make connection, 
it's not to say that you still won't be blessed because Lord knows in seasons in my life when I could not even understand what his voice sounded like, he still blessed me anyway. He still moved my path and ordered my steps in such a way that even when I was making bad decisions, he still got me in a direction that led me to where he knew he wanted me to be. And then, and my heart eventually followed because I invested in that relationship with him. I encourage you to invest in yourself, invest in your relationship with him, invest in your own improvement of your faith and your own growth in your faith, because this life is not about sitting still and waiting for things to happen to us. It, even in the midst of our tribulation, Romans 5, 3, 5 talks about glorying in, in, glorying in tribulation. Tribulation is never, a, being in a trial and in a challenge is never a passive thing, but in that time, our faith is worked, our patience is worked, our experience is grown, and then hope comes from that. So it's, again, not a passive thing. It is an active thing that requires us to look to see where and how we're growing in those moments of struggle and in those moments of challenge. So, again, this is just a, a message that, that of the value and the importance of really remembering how important it is not to just rest on your laurels for improvement to come, but to invest in your time, your resources, and your energy to action, to apply action to your faith and to move yourself from where you are to where you want to be. All of that comes back to believing and knowing that you were purposed to be bigger and better than where you are right now. And that does not necessarily mean talking about material things. And because even when your perspective grows, the, the room that you're in looks different. Even when your perspective grows, the, the, the experiences that you have are just positioned differently. Maybe you might not end up with more money in your bank account, but your perspective on what that money means and the gratitude that you have that it even exists and the gratitude that you have for what you were able to spend the money on that is no longer in your account. That's what that's the that's the the goodness right there. That's the value of of faith and believing in something bigger and believing that life is more than is more than the things that you have but it's the perspective that we choose to take related to our growth related to our faith related to our investment in ourselves and improvement in our careers most recent episode of how does she do it episode 50 at the end of most episodes i try to read a review that someone has left in the apple podcast app and if you do not know how to do that now with the new design of the app when you search for how does she do it and you look for practical insight and honest perspective and tap the podcast when the show comes up all you have to do is scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and you'll see the section that says write a review and you just hit that little box and boom you can leave a review much simpler than it used to be so hopefully if you haven't had an opportunity to do so that you can but I want to read a review that comes from avant-garde 824 it says better late than never this is a five-star review it says I've been meeting to write a review for a while this podcast is great and I thank Tiffany for sharing her insights and perspective it's like I'm listening to an older sister that I never had as someone who works with college students and is trying to figure out this adulting thing myself it is great to have Tiffany's gems in my toolkit for 
for myself and for my students. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much for that rating and review. Again, if you had not had a chance to do so, I would greatly appreciate it. This is how the podcast gets more publicity, so to speak, in the podcast app and gets shared with other people. So let's uh, please continue to support and do so by leaving the rating and review. You can also email me at um, Tiffany at how does she do a podcast.com. Connect with me on social media at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs. This was an amazing experience. Again, if you are interested in the, in the How She Elevates program, please visit HowDoeSheDoAPodcast.com in the show notes to apply for that program. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, be blessed.